Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning to you and your household. I believe you are doing great. I believe you're doing well. I believe you woke up strong this morning. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What a privilege and great honor to be with you again this morning by the supply of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Last weekend was such a wonderful time. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your messages. Thank you for your, um, your support for us spiritually as we uh, advance the cause of the kingdom. Last weekend, we were in Belgium. Had some time to pray in the city, to stay there and labor in prayers for a couple of days with a beloved brother, Cyprian. And the Lord helped us. The Lord strengthened us. The brothers and the brethren from the Netherlands joined us on Friday. Uh, Pastor Irene led the team. And they came on Friday full of fire, passion. We spent some time praying and, and enjoying our time in the presence of the Lord. Those two days were terrific days. Terrific days. God did some terrific things in the spirit. I've been receiving testimonies, I mean amazing testimonies of the mighty workings of the Spirit of God that weekend. Testimonies of the visitation of the glory and the presence of God. Nothing can be much more than that. The visitation of the power of God. Sister sent a testimony, wonderful woman of God. She said, the way I felt, I've never felt like that in years. In years, I've not felt that, that, that refreshing presence of God upon my life the way I felt it this weekend. I've not felt like that in years, years. That is revival. That is the visitation of God among his people. Had testimonies of healings, of miracles, of signs and wonders. Had people telling and, and sharing. This, the, the, the brother called me and he said, the news is all over Belgium. What God did in that community. He said, the news is moving around their community. God did amazing things and I am grateful to God. I am excited. I am, I am terrifically in awe of God. This morning while I was praying, the Lord impressed in my heart the prayers of Jesus and I prayed those prayers that the Lord, the Lord of the harvest, we send laborers. We send laborers. So I discovered that laborers are not made. Laborers are not trained. Men are not trained to become laborers. Laborers for the kingdom are sent by the Lord of the harvest, who also is a laborer. For we are co-laborers with God. Amen and amen. What a privilege. What a great honor to be a co-laborer with Christ. Next month, we are going to Germany. We are going to the city of Wuppertal. Wuppertal. I think Wuppertal. We're praying every day, seeking God, trusting God to open doors, even greater doors in that city. 
We are going there for physical campaign on the 26th and we are 26th, I think. And so keep us in your prayers as we advance the cause of the kingdom. Wuppertal is a city known for crime, for all manner of, of vices and all manner of terrific things. But Jesus, Jesus has a plan for that city. Jesus has a plan for that city. And we are reaching that community, that city with the compassion of Jesus Christ. We trust in God for souls. We trust in God for transformation of lives. We trust in God for establishment of ministry. We trust in the Lord. He's sending out laborers into the harvest. This morning, I will be sharing with you about the Spirit of God on the spiritual nature of God's agents of revival. Hallelujah. The spiritual nature of God's agents of revival. It is expedient for me to say to you this morning that before God will deliver a land, a city, a nation, a people, a tribe to his people, he first performs a quick test on their spirit. A quick test on their spirit. May I say to you, for you to attract the power of God as an individual, as a believer, as a Christian, as a leader, you must pass the test of the Spirit. The quality of the Spirit in you must first be ascertained, must first be validated, must first be confirmed before God can release certain dimensions of His power of his glory, of his wisdom, of his life in you. So what is the first spiritual nature of God's agent of revival in these times, in this end time? Number one, they have a different spirit. They have a different spirit. Numbers chapter 14, verse 19 to 24, I read, the Bible says, Pardon the iniquity of those people, Moses prayed to the Lord, I pray according to the greatness of your mercy, just as you have forgiven these people from Egypt even until now. Verse 20, then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word, but truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Verse 22, because of all these men who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have put me to the test now these ten times and have not heeded my voice. Verse 23, they certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. Verse 24. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Can you say that? Can you say that? Men and women who are God's agents of revival are people with a different spirit. A different spirit. Caleb stood among them. He refused to be confused. He refused to bow. 
He refused to give in to the negativity of the people. He refused to, 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 to absorb that negative spirit they carried. He stood his ground. Agents of revival, men who carry the power of God and the glory of God must be men and women of a different spirit. They must be a different breed. They do not bow to the powers of the world. They do not carry the spirit of the world, the spirit of the devil, the spirit of negativity. They believe in the word of God. They have a different spirit, a spirit that will not bow, that will not burn, a Spirit that will not succumb. To the deception of the world. Have you passed the test of the spirit? What spirit is in you? Can heaven testify that there is a different spirit in you? Is there a spirit? spirit of prayer? Is there a spirit of humility? Is there a spirit of love? Is there a spirit of, of, of that is hungry and thirsty for the word of God? Is there a spirit of holiness? For you to attract the power of God, I repeat, you must pass the test of the spirit. Numbers chapter 27 verse 18, and the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua the son of Nun with you, a man in whom is the Spirit, my goodness, and lay your hand on him. Lay your hand on him. Why? Because heaven testified of the Spirit that was in Joshua. When hands are laid on a man, what is inside such a man is multiplied. Multiplied. Joshua passed the test. Heaven could testify of the spirit that was at work in him. I see many people going around, but the spirit in them is not the right spirit. Oh, no wonder David prayed and said, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit. The right spirit. Many Christians have the wrong spirit. Heaven cannot verge, heaven cannot affirm, heaven cannot validate the spirit that is at work in them. We have multiplied some terrific demonic spirit in the church because we have laid hands on the wrong people. Lay hands on him. Lay hands on him. Can heaven guarantee can heaven affirm that hands can be laid on you? Brothers and sisters, you were on fire for the Lord. You were hungry for Jesus. You were burning. You were such a bright and shining light. But suddenly, something strange came over you. A different spirit. A spirit that heaven cannot validate. A spirit of murmuring. Recently, you begin to complain too much. Recently, everything doesn't seem to work well anymore. Recently, you begin to cry. Recently, something is at work in you that is not according to the will of God. And because of that, heaven withdraws his hands. Heaven withdraws his support. Until heaven can guarantee the spirit at work in you, it cannot affirm 
or lay hands on you. That is a call, my friends, this morning. That is a call. It's a call to cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, renew a right spirit within me. Renew a right spirit within me. Men and women that will be agents of God's revival in this end time must be men and women with a different spirit. Men and women with a cry, a longing, a desire for God. Number two, they must be men and women who are strong in spirit. John the Baptist in Luke chapter 1 verse 18, the Bible says, So the child, John the Baptist, grieved and became strong. He became strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his manifestation to Israel. Agents of revival, the spiritual nature of the agents of revival is that they must be strong in spirit. Must be strong in spirit. A strong spirit builds capacity to submit absolutely to the will of God, even when it is not convenient. A strong spirit. How do you know the capacity of your spirit? How do you know that you have increased in strength as an agent of revival? How do you know that you are able to do that which God has called you to do? Your spirit has grown and has grown to that point in the spirit where you have built capacity to submit absolutely, completely, and totally to the will of God even when it is not convenient. If you only submit to the will of God when it is convenient, then you are still a weak baby in the spirit. Your spirit man is weak. And that's why the Bible says, if we fail in the days of adversity, our strength is little. Because John worked strong and became strong in spirit, he grew, he matured, became strong in spirit. He was in the desert till the day of his manifestation. Many people have come too early before their days of manifestation. Many people desire to manifest. They don't want to go. They don't want to be in the desert no more. Oh, they just want to manifest. But here is the Lord saying, I cannot use you as an agent of revival until you grow. You grow in wisdom. You grow in understanding. You grow in my ways. You grow. You grow. And how is your growth measured? It is measured by the strength of your spirit. And how is the strength of your spirit measured? By your ability to stay away from public show and remain in the desert. In a place where it is not convenient. In a place where no, no seemingly glow in a place where you are not recognized, in a place where you interact with, 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 with nothing but the Spirit of God. He was in the desert the day of his manifestation to show forth before the day of your manifestation is an evidence of a weak spirit and heaven cannot do much with such a life. To 
desire to be at the forefront when the Lord wants you to be in the secret place is an evidence of a weak spirit. To desire to be on the altar when God wants you to be in the prayer room is an evidence of a weak spirit. To desire to be where God has not mandated you to be is a sign of a weak spirit. It's a sign of immaturity. Men who go in this pathway cannot be used mightily of the Lord. Jesus our Savior, the Bible says in Luke chapter 1 verse 40, and the child grew, hallelujah, and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. My goodness, he grew, growth, spiritual growth, spiritual growth of a believer is made manifest is revealed in the strength of the Spirit. And the strength of the Spirit determines what such a believer can endure and also ultimately determines what such a believer can contain. Can contain. When Jesus grew and became strong in spirit, then he was filled with wisdom and the grace of of God was upon him. Why do we have so many people without the grace of God? They have refused to grow. They have refused to work strong in their spirit, man. And as a result of that, heaven cannot fill them. A strong spirit builds a spiritual structure that can be filled and used by God. A structure in the realms of the spirit that can be what? Filled and used by God. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 to 18. Paul said, for this reason, I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, hallelujah, according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. And once you are strengthened, once you are built up, once you have grown, once you are strong in your spirit, what will happen? Verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height of his grace. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Can you say that? To know the love of Christ which what? Passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. My goodness, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. A strong spirit builds a spiritual structure that can be filled and used by God. But how do you build? How do you become strong in spirit? You must grow. You must grow in understanding. You must grow. You must grow because the ultimate desire of God is that you grow, you mature, and you work strong in spirit, and then you are filled with all, not some, not a part, not a little, but with all 
the fullness of God.